Welcome to Log It, another movie podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm here with my old good friend, Ian. This is our first episode doing this. Uh, we love movies and we want to talk about them. Uh, Ian, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? So so good, happy good, to be good. here for number one. Number one of the this books. This is great. I'm very excited. Uh, you can't see us, but uh, we have huge smiles right now. Ear to ear grins. Ear. Yeah. This is another movie podcast. Just another one. We thought you needed it. This show is going to be uh, centered around the hit sensation social media app Letterboxd. Can I stop you there? Please. Is it a hit? For, With for like, me. Is, we, no, no, I understand. For us, for us being people who like movies, like, do you think, would your... Would your grandma use Letterboxd, let's say? Would your just run-of-the-mill Joe Schmo? Probably, probably not. not. Just as the ESPN app would probably not be on any non-sports fans' phone. And now and now that I say this out loud, genuinely don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> but among movie fans, I would call this the <laughs> premier a, movie review tracking you, that, app. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if you like movies, then this is the one for you. And most you. likely you're going to be a movie fan listening to this, unless you just think we're funny. Mm -hmm. All right, Ian. Um, so we're going to, this app will be sent, or this show will be centered around Letterboxd, like we we're saying. Um, mm -hmm. I am fairly new to Letterboxd, but I love it. Ian has been a longtime user, I believe, since 2016. Um, I believe so. Yeah, last time I checked. Roughly, but uh, basically, it allows you to uh, log movies you've watched and leave a review. Uh, and there's a social aspect to it, so you can see what your friends are watching, reviewing as well. You can also mm -hmm. create lists and such. Uh, in the future, we will probably be using lists to create some private uh, user lists uh, that we will share of our favorite films and certain genres. Um, if there's funny mm -hmm. list ideas, I have a funny one I'm working on, um, which I think people so are funny. Be cracking up about when it comes out. Um, it's just it's just comedies. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> just literally funny movies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we're excited and we're going to uh, be sharing stuff. So we exciting. have a, um, a letterbox uh, account for our podcast called uh, Log It Podcast. So follow us there. And we'll be posting lists and uh, watching uh, movies together. And maybe we'll have some scheduled movie events. This week, Ian, we had a movie we both watched. Uh, Correct. That was coordinated. Very excited to talk about and it. And then the rest were just random. Um, and to start this episode, I think what we're going to do is our last four movies we watch. Uh, if you're familiar yeah. with Letterboxd, you'll know on your profile, it shows your last four. So, Ian, tell me your last four. We're starting with Dungeons and Dragons, Honor mm. Among Thieves. This this okay. was a theatrical release for Ian, meaning I watched it in a movie theater. Um, up next Fine. after that, I watched the 1997 classic. Classic to me, but I think it would be a classic to others as well. And that is L.A. Confidential. Okay. Very cool. I've never seen it. Well, I will recommend it later. All right, I'll add to the watch list. Following up that, I'm stuck in the 90s, but I go a year back. We're going back to 96, okay. and I am hanging out with a good friend named Tom Cruise, and we're watching wow. Mission Impossible. Oh, wow. Dun, 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 dun. That's just a good watch. That's a fun watch. Mm -hmm. And then finally, 
the movie. Should we give away the movie that we're going to be talking about? Yeah, yeah. This, okay. So this is our shared movie. This will be the movie that Caleb and I kind of delve a little bit deeper, and that is the 2007 uh, just thriller, and that movie's Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to go Those right off your four? Yeah, they, I mean, I would say that that four equals a good time at the movies. Um, Those are crowd they're, they're, pleasers for they're sure. They're crowd pleasers. They're not duds. They each kind no, of have their no own. Miss. There's no miss. They each have their own. Um, well, something that they offer, you know, uh, slot. Exactly. Exactly. Do you want to go ahead and write off your four? Yeah, we'll go through the four quick and then I'd love to um, yeah. follow up question. I'd love to ask. And I'd love to hear more about if any of these stood out. So my no last movie or most uh, far movie, mm-hmm. my fourth last was Mutiny on the Bounty from 1962, directed by Lewis Milestone. Um, this was awesome. It's an older movie um, starring Marlon Brando. Really enjoyed it. After that, I watched Cocaine Bear from 2023, directed by Elizabeth Banks. That one was fine. I wanted it to be a little bit better. Um, But I'll be honest, I don't like Elizabeth Banks as an actress. And so there's a little bit of bias there. Can I I ask you? Sorry, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Was there enough Cocaine Bear? They did deliver on Cocaine Bear. I will say that. Because, you know... There was the Godzilla remake. I don't know if you remember yep. seeing that. Where oh, I don't remember seeing Godzilla. If you catch my drift, I think that's <laughs> oh, where you're going. I think you caught my drift, my good man, because Godzilla doesn't show up. Not the like movie's called Godzilla. Or like that. Yeah. No, but I, I am glad Cocaine Bear decided to join the party. Um, and you know what? I haven't seen the movie, and I don't think I will. But what I will say is that I am excited that. What's the guy for a movie podcast? I'm not going to know a lot of facts, but bear with me. But the guy <laughs> from um, Han Solo. What's his name? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. It's good yeah, to see him back in him. movies. I'm glad yep. he's I'm glad he's because he's he, so much better. He's so underrated. It, dude, he, he'll he'll eventually he's going to get real. They're going to realize how good he is because he's just bingo. Like, awesome. And he's like not been in like a real good movie as a lead yet yeah and um he's been wasted frankly extreme extremely charming and really really good performance in hail caesar another movie oh yeah exactly dude but so good he's in another movie that was like kind of like a twilight um post in the wake of twilight um called vampire movie creatures Uh uh-huh Oh, wow. I think it's vampires or it's like zon- uh, some vampires or one of those right. Dracula. Yeah, whatever. Dracula, he's really whatever. good in it. It was a trash movie, but I remember it was the first time I saw him. And I remember being like, man, that guy is fun to watch, though. Right. Like This movie's garbage, but he mm. is a, a great, charming lead. Um, OK, so Cocaine Bear. Fine. It was good enough. It right. really was. It just didn't, it could have been more. Second last movie I watched was Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century from 1999, directed Incredible. by Kevin Johnson. This Incredible. was a Disney Channel original film, um, so you would probably remember it. It was fun. I actually have been watching a lot of old space stuff um, <laughs> and just kind of comparing how space is represented in film throughout these sure. eras. Sure. 
So it was actually fun seeing a uh, a Disney '90s representation of like space in film. Um, there's another D- Disney space movie called the The Black Hole. That's kind of fun to watch to see another same era. Um, no, it's from like the '70s. Okay. I, I think it was like during like the Star Wars 2001 kind of sensation where Disney wanted their own space right. slice. Sure. Um, and so so that was fun. Um, ultimately, I watched it because my wife liked it when she was a kid and i we wanted to watch something that she liked when i think of disney like space and disney i think of like the clothes being very like um almost like chrome painted was there a lot of that in xenon like a lot of like chrome and kind of you know i'm talking about chrome there was there was a very interesting style there's a lot of shiny chrome outfits there's a lot yes. of like uh, vibrant colors like purples or like um turquoisey greens um what year does it take place in the movie what year is it supposed to be you know sheesh, i'd have to double check oh 21st century so somewhere in the 2000s but i think it was like 2020s or something like that so I they can, cannot um... be more wrong oh yeah yeah but interestingly enough um what do they predict they didn't well they did predict self-driving cars and like um like ipads basically but that was like fairly common yeah sci-fi stuff so i wouldn't give them too much credit there it'd be cool if they had like a like a very like hard sci-fi like they were like super right about something crazy and like specific or just like yeah yeah sure 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 I sorry if I misunderstood you. So no, it's because I couldn't get my point across. <laughs> interesting fact: you bring up the fashion and how there was yes. an imprint in the show. There's a unique fashion style they're wearing called Nebula Chic, which Ooh. features brightly colored clothing and futuristic accessories, which you were kind of talking about. Right. This style actually became so popular among fans. It, inspired a fashion trend in the late 90s and early 2000 mm. called nebula chic in real life is it kind of like rave was it was it kind of throughout the rave culture i feel like I, that I have would. zero idea beyond i guess if it's disney said. fans maybe they're not uh, i imagine it was like little kids who wanted to dress up like space people interesting i don't remember channel. that in my youth i don't remember seeing little space. i don't remember it either i'm, mm. I'm i somewhat question that fact yeah. But it was connected to what you said. Um, so I'm going to use it. Okay. If you guys oh. fact check us, please do. Um, yeah, don't bring do it that. on. Bring it on. Um, so that was really fun. And then my last movie was Michael Clayton, which uh, we uh, talked about. But that's from 2007, directed by Tony Gilroy, who has um, made some other interesting movies that um, we can... Um, really get into later um yeah before we get into our feature film today which is michael clayton i wanted to ask kind of a get to know you question kind of a movie question ian yeah can i of course i'm an open book you know that how do you pick what movies you watch because you were saying it's kind of 90s they were a little sporadic it's kind of a hard time picking movies me and my wife it seems to be a common problem what's your strategy So I will answer this question, but um, it's hard to talk about because of how embarrassing it is. We can move on. No, 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 no. I think it's important for the people to know. Um, 
They did so, need to know. We can't. They need to on. know. They need to know. So essentially, I think we are in an age. We're in the streaming age. Everyone has a streamer, which means you have access to so many damn movies. It's incredible. I yeah, they're at your fingertips, and you know, I I'm privileged enough to be um to uh, have access to a few of the streamers, and with that comes thousands of movies. So what do I do? You ask. Well, I put the movies. How could you pick? Well, let me tell you. I put those movies in a document, right? I just number them okay. off. Okay. Oh, God, Caleb, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I put them in a document. From there, I... <laughs> I basically I basically rank them on, on um, Metacritic percentage. So the higher ones go at the top, and the lower ones go at the bottom. Okay, I actually didn't know this about you, and this one, this is very interesting. Uh, I think it's more insane and not interesting at all. <laughs> I but, love it. So they're in a list, right? Uh-huh. And then I will, it depends on how I'm feeling. If I want to watch a really good movie, yeah. I'll maybe pick te- like the first 10 movies, right? Because okay. you're bound to get a good one. If I'm like right. free for all, free for all, whatever, let's go. I'll just pick the whole damn list. <laughs> Okay. And I'll put those I'll put those movies <laughs> in oh god, Caleb into a website uh-huh. called wheelofnames.com. I okay. will we'll provide a link for that in the description. Guys. If you want to know, it's wheelofnames.com. I'll put them in cut and or copy and paste. And I spin that wheel, and then whatever it picks, I'm watching. Okay. That's, so I like how it. How do you pick movies, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> so you find this to be a successful? Okay. Here's the thing. Okay, I I do that if I feel analysis paralysis. If I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. Yeah. I, I have yeah. no. I I can't. I couldn't be bothered. If I want to watch something, I will watch it. But it usually is like if I just can't be bothered, there's too many choices. I will go through the wheel of names route and that has been good to me. And therefore, I stick to it. (sighs) Well, I like I like your um, I like this because you are still. It's like more like you're shooting a shotgun where you're like, all right, I mean, it's a scattershot. Yeah, but I am going to pick which movies are possible. I put it all on black and I say, let's just roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, I like it. But you're still you're still picking a range, which I appreciate. That's not just Mm -hmm. fully random. I really do appreciate that. Well, sometimes I'm feeling kooky and I'll go full random, which is fine, too. I'm not opposed to doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. So we'll be posting these instructions on our um, (laughs) some sort of account we have Instagram or some or letterboxed article if we can do that. And so so, we'll be able to share these in case you are stuck and you want to just do it Ian's way. I'm going to publish this on my sub stack. You're going to be able to get all the information and kind of do it the Ian way. Yeah. But what about you in terms of picking? Do you feel the same? Totally agree. I, um, I get major, um, analysis paralysis, um, option anxiety um mm-hmm. and i um and i overthink movies too or i'll just get too much into um whether or not i'm gonna enjoy it 
which I mm. think that once you go into a movie with like whether or not it's going to be what you want, it, you're putting a lot of uh, pressure on the movie to deliver. Exactly. It's much better to go in just being like, this is a movie that is going to take me on this ride. And I don't know where it's mm. going. And that's almost always a better movie watching experience for me. So my number one pick ever occasionally all there's a specific movie i'll really want to watch that i'll just mm-hmm. have an itch for and so that's awesome when that happens um but usually what happens is um either i put something on and i don't even ask my wife what she right. wants to watch and i just put something on and i just say i don't know what this is and we're just gonna watch it and if it stinks we'll turn it off okay or, real quick before okay yeah. go, go, go. okay so is your so, is, <laughs> is your no, house is your house and movie democracy it can be not okay. always sometimes it's just i'm gonna put something on sometimes and like xenon warrior princess or a xenon girl of the 21st Zena. century right z that's a great show it was that really one good. was my choice got it that i didn't even oh, consult wow. my wife on but it was just something i knew she would like and i just wanted to put on something you were her. like she had hey, work and you're gonna tired. get kicked out of this yeah i was like and i love surprising her with the mm. movie she she doesn't expect me to ever put on um, yeah so that was that one so then the other the third option and this is kind of the last resort because i hate this process yeah it's just going through movies on a list um, on some streaming website or something and then just saying what about this one and we both just look for him and go okay i'll watch this and then will you watch this okay i'll watch this will you watch this and that's painful i hate that one well see now that's something i do because again with all these goddamn streaming services i at the beginning of each month because they'll they'll rotate the movies out right because some movies oh yeah were distributed by a certain movie studio but then they got bought by another movie all this stuff they're always changing hands and their contracts expire exactly yeah so what i do at the beginning of each month i'm crazy i know this but at the beginning of each month i look to see what movies are coming into the streaming services and i scour the list and then i'm like oh, okay I want to watch that later. I want to watch that later. And I'll add those to my document. My the wheel of names. Movies. The new movies. Correct. So I'm constantly okay. adding movies. See, I'm more worried about what's leaving. See, I the thing is, is if I pick a movie and it's not on the streaming service, I'll watch another time. I, yeah, you know, smart. we'll just, that's a good it'll come up. That's very it'll zen come up. Yeah. I'm, you know, it'll this. I'm very around. zen. Yeah. Well, that was great. I really appreciate um, the insight on that and being able to share my choosing experience. Yours is a much better. Yours is what I was hoping for, honestly, yeah. when I brought this up. Pure chaos. Because that was great. And I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I don't know why I do it, but I do it. I think it's... <laughs> I just don't think I want to make a decision, you know? And I think I'd be happy with any movie I yeah. pick that it picks for me. Well, Does this... and, uh, okay. in my opinion, like mm-hmm. I was saying you are doing the movie you're watching a disservice by putting weight on it. Like you're more likely to have a better time. If you just pick something kind of random and you're not trying to like, Oh, I really want this like fix from this specific movie. Cause at one time I watched it, I got this kind of experience and I want that exact same experience. That's a trap I fall into right. and I'm sitting there watching it, trying to like generate, the same emotions i had last time instead of just experiencing the movie for where i'm at now right before we get into michael clayton which i keep teasing that 
are there any of the other three movies that you had a specific um, fun experience with, or there's anything um, you'd like to dive in if you'd like to ask opinions? Yeah. So I went to go see Dungeons and Dragons at the movie theater, and mm-hmm. I'm currently going through a phase where I don't want to know what's happening in the movie. I want to have zero expectations because let me tell you, I've been burned too many. I just burped. I've been burned. I've been burped too many times. I've been burned too many times, you know? Yeah. And and by that, what do you mean with trailers? Well, like you have, I think with trailers, they kind of give you the best of what they have, right? They really build up that anticipation. And sometimes a lot of the stuff in trailers Guess what? It's not in the final cut. It's on the movie, right? Not even in it. Not even in the same context, but the scene doesn't exactly. even exist. Do you remember when Rogue One trailers came out and then like 90% of this trailer was, was not even in the movie? It was like yeah. this big weird controversy. It was like, is that cheating? Like, can you right. do that? Can you just. I know. I think someone actually movie? sued. I don't, I'm trying to remember what. Recently, someone sued a movie because the, the trailer didn't portray something. Oh, it was on a Darmist in a movie. It was on yeah, yeah. in the movie anyway. Um, but re- regardless, yeah, try not to see trailers because because I don't want to be kind of um, swayed. In any, I just want to go in open mind, open heart, yeah. you know, clear eyes, yeah, full heart. Um, so going into Dungeons and Dragons, I kind of wasn't very apprehensive because me as a person, um, if you didn't know by the title, it is a fantasy based movie. I'm into that stuff. Give it to me, you know, and the leading actor is Chris Pine. I mean, great. Like that's an A plus for me that Chris Pine for me, Caleb means a good time at the movies. Okay. And I go into this movie and I leave completely satisfied. It was a great movie theater movie. I, I think mileage may vary on great, but for me, it essentially did what that movie was supposed to do. Um, yeah. So actually what I want to touch on. So it's directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. And they okay. directed one of my favorite comedies of the last few years. And that movie is called Game Night, which I listeners, I implore you to watch Game Night. It's truly one of the funniest movies you'll see. It's such a fun idea. And I won't spoil it by, you know, I see you on your phone. Are you adding it to your watch list? I'm adding, I was going to make a comment saying that once you were done, um, but yes, it's going on my watch list now. No, it's just such a, it's so basically they're, they also co-wrote the movie. They're great writers. And I think that really showed in this movie. It was like the perfect balance of, you know, funny when it was supposed to be funny, kind of serious, dramatic performances when it was supposed to, you know, be a little bit more dramatic in the film. Um, The casting was awesome. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Roger Jean Page, that guy's very handsome. You got Justice Smith, Hugh Grant is in this movie. Um, just yeah, and he's he's just chewing up the scenery like you wouldn't believe. Again, like Hugh Grant, this, yeah, this movie, it's people kn- knew the assignment. They knew the assignment, you know. Um, but again, I would I would recommend going to see this movie. Also, they do a cool thing. I I, I read a few a few reviews, kind of. Um, taking a hit at the CGI, which it kind of I disagree with because 
unlike a certain movie that you and I both saw together, mm-hmm. which I think will be the measuring mm-hmm. stick that we that we use to uh, talk about other CGI heavy movies. That movie is Ant-Man Quantumania. Big dud. Yeah, Big me and Ian saw that together in the theater and just had a really awful... That was like the... Uh, that I felt the boring. opposite of this movie. Like, I yeah. left Ant-Man. I've, I, like, my heart hurt. I was just like, ugh. I spent, like, 25 bucks on this garbage? Anyway, no, but, like, this movie, what I thought it did differently was it... it like you were actually in a real like they 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 shot um uh what's the word on real stages like practical sets practical sets but also they shot uh what's like when you're out in the like country what is that called uh, on location on, on location thank you so they actually shot on location and you can cool. tell it helps um, it makes a difference it helps it it, it totally helps with you like the world it. building exactly and then also mm-hmm. they they do a lot of practical effects too so they, it's a good cool. mixture of both um so i would recommend that movie super well, super fun and i feel i mm-hmm. think that makes sense to me and people complain about cgi for a movie like that it's kind of yeah. like you got to know what movie you're seeing like it, it's a movie about a game of like make believe like play pretend with your friends and so to me it's like the cgi doesn't need to be perfect yeah because right, it's like it's right. an adventure like dorky fun it's inherently silly you know yeah I think, and I they think fans and it sounds like they knew that like so the movie builds around that kind of like right. premise of okay this is just supposed to be like a fun adventure like with your buddies type i of think vibe. bigger D fans would argue that it's not inherently silly it's like you know it's you know it's you know i will say my um my my wife's uncle is a big D fan <gasps> we gotta um, get we're gonna up. be starting a game yeah, you should play with us me, dude please. Yo, you're invited if you, uh, you we need more people too mm. you'll have to come up or like maybe we can um add you on facetime or something i would but love you're welcome to. to come he i expected to be fairly cynical about the film yeah uh last i talked to him he was very excited about it he had been hearing oh. good things and he had been hearing that they did a good job with kind of the spirit of right. uh, D mm-hmm. instead of trying mm-hmm. to make it into like an epic they kept it like more fun and um, playful and so he and he's like old school like he's been right. playing since probably like the 70s i would i would I mean, bet. that's when it um, started yeah yeah so i think i think he's like he's like an og nerd like he's like wow. he's he's like a legit like uh you know owns originals of all those nerd books from the 60s 70s 80s okay, well like, let's not let's not <laughs> oh no i'm speaking with huge admiration okay. those um, nerd I, jealous. books I, no i just mean like he was there for the first wave of like the hobbit in 2001 oh, sure, sure, Odyssey, sure. and like like right. he was reading those books and why you know he saw those in the so he's like a OG nerd. I mean that with the most admiration and respect. Um, he's an awesome guy. Um, I would, I'd be interested to see. Had, has he seen it? I'd be interested to see what he. What I don't he, know. I will report back. We'll have I would uh, like to hear. Uncle Kevin um, uh, movie report when I hear uh, what he thought about it. I would love once that. He's seen it. Uh, um, another thing I liked about this movie, again, that kind of I think it just helps give like the uninitiated something to like latch on to if that makes sense but it like yeah. overall it's a heist movie which is a concept that i think most people that go see movies can understand totally so it's not like completely like it's not completely um it's not based on some D yeah. lore that is going to take 20 minutes to explain <laughs> exactly it's just like this is a concept you understand these are characters that you won't or like I guess like the world itself you're not going to get, but if you've seen enough movies, you can get grip, you can get to grips with it. And it's, it's a fun ride. 
Um, That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to watch it. I, I appreciate movies that don't uh, over explain and like talk down to the audience. And so if it's just kind of going to be like, hey, this is D&D world. Not everything is going to yeah. make sense to you. But you just if you just come along and, and accept what's happening, like you'll be able to follow right. the, the basic story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could. I uh, I give that my Ian seal of approval and then give like a little stamp effect. Shink. I don't know. That's more of like a sword, like a like a stamp. Kukunk. Kukunk. Yeah. He Ian's here. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense because of Dungeons Ian. and Dragons. And by decree of Dungeons and Dragons, the goblins are coming. The, go- the goblins are coming. Huh? <laughs> Hit the warning stamp. Anyway, there are goblins in D and think it's true. No, you're right. So um, the movie I'd like to talk about for my final four is um, Mutiny on the Bounty. And I actually actually did not watch. I didn't finish a movie. There's a movie that technically I could have finished and I didn't, so I could save this one to talk about because I really I really enjoyed Mutiny on the Bounty. So we talked about how you choose movies. This is another one that I had a unique way of interacting with. That I this is another thing I should have talked about. This is new for me though. YouTube, uh, on YouTube, they have free movies if you're uh, right. a premium subscriber like I am because I don't like ads. And um, it'll just play movies on a like a shuffle, basically, if you just let it run. And so it just kind of got left on in my house and I wandered in at the beginning of Mutiny on the Bounty uh, and I got just totally sucked into it. So it's um, Marlon Brando leads. He's the first mate of uh, uh, on a ship called the HMS Bounty. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, they have a captain who's kind of crazy and ultimately decides he doesn't really care about his men. And so guys start dying and are treated really cruelly. Uh, and then Marlon Brando kind of leads a mutiny um, against this captain, Captain Bly. Um, and it was awesome. It's very fun. It's um, it's a it's a beautiful big old like golden days of hollywood movie right. 1962 mm-hmm. uh, there's like four different versions of this movie i think um is this um, like the latest one do you know or i guess no, i think latest, there was but... one in like the 20 teens like um, okay. i think there's one that was fairly new um with like a big actor um but it's it's just a gorgeous movie they did a a um scale recreation of the real hms bounty that's for filming all... and so See... there's that's actual the golden shots age of, of this filmmaking. big giant boat with men work it's it, it's That's amazing awesome. and it just does no cgi or practical effects will ever match just having a big boat on water like, right. I, like I know you got to do what you got to do not everybody's gonna have that budget um but we can still appreciate those movies that did it for um, sure this one did it so there's awesome stuff marlon brando has this like great accent it's not even like a british accent it's like this like weird posh american accent mm. um and i don't understand why like a new england accent almost yes kind yeah. of um but it's yeah. great um and he's just uh really fun um and just beautiful they there's lar- lots of the movies uh set in tahiti because they're trying to get um breadfruit to bring back to england which is i'm assuming i'm assuming filmed on location so it looks absolutely gorgeous almost positive oh, if it, okay. it's definitely if it's not actually in tahiti it was well, filmed like in tropi- some tropical tropi- beautiful right. yes and so there's like these amazing sequences in that uh tahiti stuff and um like there's one sequence i really enjoyed where they are fishing for a big feast for the whole tribe and so they have the whole every guy is in the water 
um, and all the girls are in the water and they basically splash the water and come together and trap all the fish in a circle. And then they mm. can just go crazy on these fish and catch a bunch of them. And it was just like Smart. really cool. It felt authentic. I don't know if it's actually a real thing, but it felt like they were really actually doing the fishing process. Like I, I'm pretty sure they did the full thing. So that'd be my recommendation. It's older. It's three hours long, but it's really worth it. And it's really like um, it fills the t- running time really well. Also, uh, you actually mentioned this to me. It is um, also co-starring and in a really great performance and role. Uh, Richard Harris, who was mm. the first Dumbledore in the first and second Harry Potter film. Uh, and personally, it is my, he's still my view of Dumbledore. Like, and I read the books. That's the Dumbledore I see. I don't see the new guy because I didn't like him very much. But that Richard, Richard Harris was like perfect as Dumbledore and really good in this movie. Richard Harris is the log. Uh, I almost said Gandalf Dumbledore. He's our Dumbledore. Yeah, we, he, he is the one we support. He's the official Dumbledore of the Logit podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> we won't allow anything else. I'm also a premium subscriber due to the fact that I, I hate ads as well. So I don't I think you mentioned that. Hell yeah. If you're a premium subscriber, do you get access to free movies or can anyone get access to free movies? Do you know anyone? I honestly it might be anybody. You probably will get ads, though, is my right. guess, which is fine. If that's the case, listen to these movies they have for free. OK, ready? Some great ones. Yeah, do it. Number one. Yeah. L.A. Confidential. A movie that I just oh, watched. Perfect. Ama- again, an it's amazing on my watch movie. List. Add it. Uh, ever heard of this movie? Arrival? Easily one of the best sci-fi movies of the 2010s. Like, probably one of my favorite. If you have never seen Arrival, stop what you're doing, go see Arrival, and then cry for... Like, leave yourself some I just time finally watched it, it like, <gasps> two months ago for the first finally? time. Finally? It so long. Uh, and it was great we're gonna have to talk it was about just that one i never was point. in the right mood for that happens <gasps> oh. it'll be on my watch list for years oh so good um What's again next? minority report i would say a Spielberg oh, just watched that recently so good the last movie that is, is that is on youtube free is the movie heat the michael mann classic heat which is also supposed to be getting a sequel with our guy Adam Driver in one of the starring roles. If you oh, haven't wow. seen Heat, if you haven't seen Heat, Caleb, have you seen Heat? <gasps> Why would you even say that? I'm only I'm only accusing you because you have almost a a quizzical look on your face. I won't judge. There's but no you look. have to watch Heat because there's no look. I've seen it. Look, with, uh, what look? Great actors. It's got so many great. Look, I'm going to not look Pacino. I'm going to assume you've seen it and just tell the audience, not you, Caleb, to watch this movie, because boy, howdy. Is it Everybody a classic? Everybody go watch it, idiots. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Ninja Turtles is also. OK, I have the- mostly watched this. I wanted to make sure it's what I thought Heat? it was. I have mostly watched this. Oh, OK. I've seen the ending. It's a great movie. The, huh? the finale, I won't say what happens in it for spoilers, but just the one where it's set on the um at the airport, on the airport grounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, wait, airport. Where Robert De Niro and Al Pacino of... are chasing each other around. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Uh, You're right. It's great. I just love that sequence, and I love the the setup for that lighting and um everything. It's, it's so really good. Great. Um, Point Break that reminds me of too, which I just watched recently as well. I I haven't seen that movie. It's great. That's good. I'll you should check that, that out. I'll watch, I'll watch um, um I'll watch Heat for real, and you watch that one. That was on YouTube movies too when it was just shuffling. That's why I didn't see the whole thing. So I came in at a weird time. Gotcha. I think it's really time we get to our main. I think it's time event. Michael Clayton, George Clooney, Tony Gilroy. What's your thoughts? Get it started. I mean, so I will say I have seen this movie before. um, But as I told you before recording, um, I fell asleep. So it was nice to be able to revisit this movie because I genuinely don't remember any of it um uh-huh. but uh yeah man it's 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 a roller coaster it's a very stressful movie so so michael clayton it's a 2007 thriller a legal thriller essentially yep um directed by tony gilroy and starring george clooney in the titular 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 role titular role as Michael Clayton. Um, give me give me the summary, Caleb. What's this yeah, movie about? So Why should people? I really liked it. Um, basically, it's about Michael Clayton. He's a fixer, which basically means he does anything that um, uh, a, law, a law company needs. So he'll get information. He'll go talk to people. He'll get people to shut up. He'll get people to do things to to do uh you know so so if they basically like the idea in the film is that the the uh the law firm has all these clients that are valuable to them and they make a lot of money off of and so they need to keep those mm-hmm. people in a position to pay them and so for like instance the movie starts with a case where he's going to a guy who had just hit somebody a pedestrian while he was driving and ran and so um um michael clayton goes to help this guy get out of it um, because he's worth a lot of money to this company and they want to make sure he doesn't go to jail. Um, And so that's kind of the basic idea. But so, so just think about like a, um, the guy who does anything for these guys and the, and shady stuff, you know? And so, so this, what does he say? He says, Oh yeah, I'm the janitor. I clean up the mess. He says, he says, I'm not a miracle worker. I'm a janitor. Hmm. Makes you think smaller the mess, the easier it is to clean up. Um, uh huh. So yeah, so and that's kind of a big a big theme. So is that he is um uh basically protecting uh bad people. Um, and he's kind of a guy who does crazy things and goes to great lengths to help bad people stay yeah, out of he, trouble. And he basically works. For, he works for a law firm that essentially is working for giant companies, right? They're on retainer for giant companies. So if they're yeah. Like in the instance of this movie, which you'll touch on, they're kind of brought in to, uh, you know, yeah, make sure that the little man gets uh, kicked in the Screwed teeth over. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this movie focuses on a case, like Ian is saying, uh, of a company called U North, which is basically like a chemical, um, like a Monsanto, yep, giant company. Uh, and there's a case where they had a weed killer uh, that caused cancer and uh, killed a bunch of farmers. Um, now these farmers are uh, suing you North with the class action lawsuit. 
And um, Michael Clayton has been called in to basically make sure that their uh, lawsuit doesn't work. And the big curveball in the film, um, the catalyst, is the main lawyer working on the U-North case for U-North uh, goes crazy and he basically has a mental breakdown. He's been working on this case for like 10, 11 years. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I've spent all this time, you know, mm. working. He says like 17% of my life has been spent helping to screw over people. And he kind of falls in love with the main um, uh, litigant uh, right. of the, uh, against you North uh, daughter of farmers who were killed. And he realizes she's this great person. Who's like, awesome and and creepily in love with her uh, well but but it kind of is like the, the key breakthrough for him to realize that he's basically spent his a large portion of his life screwing over good normal people so he there's that but then also he essentially he's a man that suffers from a chemical imbalance he is he's bipolar and i believe that he, he didn't take his medicine or what yeah, happened so this, this film is fairly ambiguous in how it approaches his mental health issue. He is bipolar and has been taking medication, but his character is insistent that this is a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does seem like overall there's evidence that perhaps he is semi lucid still. And but like, this that is this kind is of the, just a full mental break. This case is kind of what cracked him to, to, to yes, where, whatever it was. Um, and it, right. it leaves it fairly ambiguous, which I appreciate of like, is he crazy? Is he just like a, infatuated with this young girl and he's a creep um or is he just like really having a come to jesus moment in a sincere way but in the end i think the movie would support that last bit because so so we'll finish the synopsis that we're going to get into spoiler territory um and we'll keep it brief because we're running long but basically uh michael clayton is called into this case and he's trying to help pick up the pieces of this lawyer he's crazy the lawyer's an old friend um and essentially throughout the film, as he keeps working through things, um, he realizes that ultimately his friend is right and that mm-hmm. they are both working for the scum of the earth um, and that they are morally compromised humans. And they they both kind of have this like awakening. It, so it, it's a legal thriller, but then there's also this like subplot of Michael Clayton being hunted by two hitmen which you kind of is interwoven throughout the movie so it, it just injects more yep. stress and it's it's always at a 10 like there's no i don't to me i don't think there's really any let off from this movie it kind of like right when the right when you know right right when the movie kind of gets going it's kind of at full throttle which i love <laughs> but um george clooney obviously is kind of that this is his movie right but the guy that plays yeah. the the bipolar um uh was he a lawyer i guess lawyer I yeah uh yeah, tom wilkinson he man he he does such a good job he he's so good. very compelling and you kind of feel for yep. the character because he like even though he is unstable he's like fighting for this truth you know and he wants it to be known it's by clear everyone he's trying to do what's best yep on tom wilkinson you know so the movie opens with the great monologue where he's kind of doing his um his crazy man rant and he's talking about how he's been like in the sewers working for like these disgusting you know cretans yeah um and now he he's awakened and um 
And then that's where he says, I'm Shiva, I'm the god of death. And then that is uh, repeated again in the middle of the movie when he actually says it to uh, Michael Clayton. Um, Tom Wilkinson actually wrote that monologue. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I don't know why or how, if it was like improv or what, um, but that was like his creation. It's such a pivotal part of the movie. I thought that was really interesting. Really powerful. Tilda Swinton's also in this movie. She she works for this U-North, this chemical company, as a kind of like a an ambassador what does she do she like she's like a well, represent representative she works for she's either like head of like pr like or she is the ceo because she right. succeeded some guy who's like the head of the company now correct so, um, but she's basically like the co- communications head of the company it seems like like the face public face of the company and she rocks man she so she um this movie was nominated for seven academy awards Best picture, best director, best actor, and best supporting actress, Tilda Swinton. And she ended up winning. She rocked. She was awesome in this movie. And she plays someone who's just struggling with morality. <laughs> like, like she does things throughout this movie where you only do if you're at like literally the the end of your line, like at the the most desperation. Um, and her name is Karen, and I gotta say. She plays a Karen. <laughs> she plays a Karen. Even, Caleb. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even get, yeah, she's Man, really... she she rocks because you really I <laughs> I think uh, I think an actor does a really good job if the viewer or the audience has like a visceral reaction to them. And I had yep. that poor. I I absolutely hated her character through this movie. I yeah, she was complete dog shite. This is also it's a movie that. I was looking at the budget and I feel like now movies, if you don't make a movie for like 200 million, then it's like an independent movie. Essentially this movie was made for 25 million and it grossed over 92 million. That rules. That's awesome. Oh, so major hit, Oh, major hit, major hit. And this is very, I feel like this is a very 2000s movie. This is a very much a movie of its time. I feel like, yeah, I can see that. I feel like there was a lot of like a lot of movies kind of in this same vein. I think a movie that you and I both liked, State of Play, kind of a uh, 2009 yep. film with um similar vibe. Similar vibe. Uh, ben Affleck. Yes. Um, yeah. Few other actors I can't remember. Just kind of like just a uh, it's like either like a political thriller or like the Ides of March came out in like 2011, I think, with George Clooney. It's like kind of like the yeah, same that was thing. A, good one. a lot of political thrillers. I think that was like a very, a very much late 2000s um, thingy. I was going to say you're mentioning you're talking about Tilda Swinton's um, performance, just the scene where she is um, practicing her speech, oh, kind of yeah. introducing her. And it's kind of going through her morning where she's got this like manic, like robotic, like obsession with how she's phrasing all of her mm-hmm. um, lines in her speech. And she's just like going through these like minute variations of how to phrase things and what words to use. And it's like very just like manic and robotic and like um, and like a computer. And then intercut with that is her very like personable, like um, perfect presentation with the actual interview. Um, so you're seeing her in this like state of like you, you feel disgusting and like it makes you uncomfortable and you don't like, she feels dangerous almost even though she's yeah. just practicing a speech and then it goes to her in front of you know essentially the country being this like perfect like uh, 
personable. So you just see how much of her whole existence is like manufactured and like a presentation to trick people essentially into, into believing that they're not evil. <laughs> because yeah, at the end of the day, she's, they're looking out for number one, right? Like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's all literally. I mean, and literally throughout the movie, she tries to assassinate two people and successfully one. Um, and the, the one she does assassinate is the heart of the movie. And so it's, um, right. you, you especially, you know, resent her for it. Um, um yeah great movie great performances all around um it's one i wish i watched sooner because i enjoy it so much maybe now is the right time so this was awesome um in the future we may be doing some movie news and gossip but i think we're running long today unless there's anything particularly interesting you might have ian not really i was looking and there's a little thing called CinemaCon. okay that is going on where i guess a bunch of movies kind of They'll actually show footage or give like first looks at movies. So I guess a lot of movies are doing that right now. So not cool. <laughs> well, we'll be skipping them because we don't like trailers. Yeah. No, thank you. Ooh, there's a photo of Tom Cruise on a motorcycle for Mission Impossible. All right, Ooh. I'm in. What is yeah. this? Send me a link. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a lot of trailers are being released for movie upcoming movies. I think CinemaCon is like uh is like for for the movie chains, you know, getting people excited for movies. Maybe if we have to watch some of these trailers, if they could pass our way, we can talk about our thoughts next we week. We should. That um, might be fun actually. These new exciting trailers. But I won't force you to watch them because I know the goal's not to. Well, shucks. I mean, do we is this number one? This is, is this- it. This I felt it? real good about this one. We've done a few practice rounds, I'll admit, will admit. Um, I think this is going to be it. So thank you for listening to our first episode. Um, this was really fun. Hopefully we'll get, you know, better and stronger and tighter and, um, um, you know, but we're here to have fun. The only way we can get better is with your love and support. So yep. Um, if that means seeing us on the street, giving us a pat on the back, please, you know, telling us good jobs, two thumbs up. Um, that is awesome. If you want to just, you know, send us a message on one of our social media accounts, just saying like, Hey guys, keep up the good work. You know, we're all here supporting you. Like we're all backing you guys to succeed. That also works. Tell us if we're fu- how funny we are. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, like, like jokes hate... you liked. Point out specific jokes that you thought were funny. Right. I could like, use it. Yeah. Just like any words of encouragement, like, hey, like that one joke you guys said at the beginning was actually really good. And maybe you uh-huh. guys could, maybe you guys should do, do comedy. that joke again next week, please. And yeah. We'll do, we'll do the same jokes. We'll do any hits you like over and over. Right. And being like, I don't know, like you come up to us on the street and you're like, hey, like, like maybe you guys, like, yeah, like, you know, like the analysis will come, you know, with time, you guys are just, you know, just like work, you know, just like work hard, you know, and like, Ian, like, I know sometimes you like stumble over your words and that's okay because the more you do this, like, I don't know, like the better you will be, I guess. I don't know. But I just want to let you guys know that you're doing a really good job. Like, if you want to say something like that to us, just positive. We'd appreciate it. We'll give them back. Um, we'll make stuff up about you. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. We thought you were great yesterday at the game. Yeah, like, hey, uh, Mike Trout, uh, cool home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be thanks cool. for listening. Um, we should do a weather podcast. We want Mike Trout. He loves weather. Oh, does he? 
Yeah, he's like a he's an amateur meteorologist. Well, Caleb, well, this has been I, awesome. Yeah. Yep. I, um, go ahead. I think I think people I think we're going to publish this one. I think so. Follow us. We're going to try to do interacting fun stuff. We're going to get it all going. We're we're work, doing our best to get stuff up um, and move in. But this is just the beginning. OK, so first off, you have to follow us on Letterboxd. That's a given. Yep. My podcast, my handle, my handle is Ian underscore lock, L-O-C-K-E. Caleb, what's yours? And mine is moviefan999. And if you want to follow our podcast account, which we will be updating sooner rather than later, that is logit underscore podcast, L-O-G-I-T underscore podcast. And do Um, we have an Instagram yet? We do have an Instagram, Caleb. Have I done anything with it? No, I have not. No, but, but follow is, us and we will be posting things. We will be posting. Um, that is Log It Pod, L-O-G-I-T. Funny thoughts. P-O-D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can recommend movies to... Please. Um, if you, you if give- anybody interacts with us at this point, you will be shouted out on the podcast. You will be featured. We will be watching whatever movie you recommend. Like, you are at this window where you have full... Like, this is it. We're, we're hungry. I don't want to throw Caleb under the bus here, but... Maybe Uh-oh. we might ask you to become on the podcast. <laughs> Am I getting fired already? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like having someone. Just kidding. No, no, no. Oh, for sure. No, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. And if I think for sure, if you got interesting thoughts on movies and want to talk, we'll talk. And then um, if there's some good stuff, we'll put it on the po- we'll we'll throw it up, man. We're yeah, open to anything. Who knows? Um, but eventually, we'll probably get less able to talk to everybody. But right now come and join us like this is you'll get if we'll be doing this for a while the lines are open lines are open feel free to call in we'll do yeah we want to do in the future there's going to be fun stuff too like live watch parties for movies um live streams on youtube possibly all that fun stuff um like a like a um, like a log it a log it commentary party movie commentary oh that's fun that's That's what i'm talking about um merch oh yeah we're gonna be working on some fun stuff that'll be worthwhile it'll be cool on its own and then it'll also be merch for our show yeah so um yeah thank, thank you, you for guys listening. so ian uh, i picked michael clayton this week as our, yes. our movie to watch um, yes. do you have a movie I, we kind of so this is interesting we'll have to figure this out we did the recommendations for each other's movies to watch um, but I, I, I still would like to pitch one to watch both of us together, basically not together together, but we'll, we'll, uh, both yeah, watch we'll just, the next week. It'll be our in-depth discussion. Of course I have a movie. I have a queued up ready to go. And that is the night I'm stuck in the nineties, Caleb. I don't know what to tell Love you. It. You can't it's get great, me out of There's here. a lot of, it's a great blockbuster decade. I'm stuck in the year 1998 and I'm hanging out with my guy, Wes Anderson, and we are okay. watching Rushmore ah cool um that's my movie pick i love that early wes um cool so we'll be talking next week about rushmore um and our thoughts revisiting it here in 2023 um thank you so much again first episode please join us again next week this will be a weekly thing we're working on all the details um but once we have our release day we're going to try to stick to it um so thank you very much uh ian this was awesome man Hey, I had a great time, Caleb. Good. All right. Thank you very much. Log it. Watch a movie. Go rush to your TV and watch more movies. See you next week. Bingo. Bingo.